This is the X and Y podcast. My name's Justin and I live in Japan. I was hoping to get podcasts done at least once a month, but it's just been over that. So apologies if you were waiting. I've got a lot more people listening to these podcasts now and I'm quite amazed that there's like nearly 3,000 plays of my podcasts. Quite amazing. And I should say that, you know, I don't do this professionally. I'm not, I'm not an, a professional social media type of person. I've got a very busy life. But、uh, I just did it because I just wanted. Well, when we started the podcast, and that's if you go back to the beginning, that was with Joseph. And、um, when we started, we just wanted to discuss men's issues and get information out there, especially to advise younger men. So, they wouldn't make the same mistakes. And there is a lot of that out there now on social media. There's a lot of guys like me who are trying to help guys, especially younger guys, but I mean, it could be a guy of any age, not to make the same mistakes by just giving them our own experiences and observations from you know, what, what we've been. Been through in life, and you know, the, the major issue that is that there are certain cultural narratives these days which are totally untrue and、uh, downright malicious towards men, you know. But、uh, anyway, so the last podcast was on the 19th of December last year. It's、uh, What is the date today? I, I've, I can't even remember. I think it's the,、uh, I think, what is it, the 27th of January, 28th, 29th, something like that. Do you know what? I've forgotten the date. That's, that's how busy I am. But we're nearing the end of January in 2022. And this is the first podcast of 2022. I turned 50 years old just towards the end of last year. And it's interesting because there's not really any difference between 49 and 50, but except the numbers. You know, you're in your 40s and then you're in your 50s. It's, it's an incredible、uh, feeling. And it does stand out. I mean, it's like, you know, when you're, when you're nine years old and you turn 10, it's a really big thing because you're now in double digits, you know. And. When you're 19 and you turn 20, I, I think you do feel it, you do notice it, just like from 29 to 30 and from 39 to 40. It's the same, I feel, for 49 to 50. There's a big, there's a major、uh, sort of psychological impact on, on people. But、um, I, yeah, I mean, to say I'm in my 50s, it, it is a weird one. But、uh, I don't feel any different. And I'm doing a job now which is extremely physically demanding. And I have really noticed it. And the problem with the COVID pandemic is that a lot of people like myself, we've, our lifestyles have changed, our entire lives have changed. And one of the issues has been that, you know, I was self employed, I had my own business. And because most of my customers were scared into not going out and staying at home and not doing things like, 
using a business like mine. So I was running out of money and I live in a foreign country where support, um, you know, financial support and uh, certain assistance from government is very limited. So I've had to get a job and getting a job in Japan is never easy for foreigners. And um, the job I've got is extremely horrible. Uh, but I'd rather be working outside on, you know, doing physical work outside. I'd rather be doing that than stuck in an office in front of a computer all day long, to be honest. Um, but anyway, what about life for a 50-year-old? Well, frankly, it's not really made a big difference with women. I've, I, I haven't really... I'm not really... Ch- I, mean, I, I don't chase women anymore. And um, I'm going to talk about more of the women I've been dating. I, I keep saying that. I'm definitely going to do it. But one thing I've noticed is as I've got older, it becomes more and more difficult to relate to people younger. And I don't just mean women I'm dating, but I also mean like I'm working with younger guys. And I think one of the big problems is you you might think living in Japan, they've got this culture of respecting older people. But that is true to a certain extent, but they certainly have this... um, this issue with foreigners, they don't, they're not as respectful towards foreigners like that. And one thing I've noticed that, that is pretty much universal uh, is how young guys seem to think that they know it all or they're, they're unwilling to take advice, listen to older guys. And I, and you know, I've said, I've talked about this with guys around my own, older guys, of my own age or, or older. And, you know, we say, you know, if only we, people say, if only I could go back and talk to my younger self. And then we think that actually, if you did go back and talk to your younger self, your younger self would never listen to you anyway. And I think that's a big problem. I think it's really important that you listen to the advice, even if you don't listen to the advice, just listen to the experiences and you can draw your own conclusions. Ask questions, ask older guys, you know, about things, ask them what what happened when they did this certain thing, you know, because maybe that's something that you want to do, it's a path you want to take. I think... In this day and age, if you're looking at just opportunities to make money, there seems to be a a lot of opportunity to make money online through things like uh, crypto and share dealing, foreign exchange markets and stuff like that. There's definitely a lot of opportunity online to do that. And there's also a lot of opportunity to, to buy and sell actual, you know, regular goods, whether you're, you know, selling, uh, I don't know, secondhand audio equipment, which is quite something that interests me, for example, 
or whether you're just, you know, trading in goods across international borders, for example, because you live in one country and there are certain goods that people want to buy in other countries from that country, you know, whatever you do. And I think it's having a portfolio of, or, or a spread of things. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Don't focus purely on one thing. Uh, you know, conversely, some people will say focus all on one thing and, and perfect it. Yeah, that is another thing you can do. But uh, if, you, if you're looking to make money, for example, utilising the internet, and in, in that case, I think you need to spread it about a bit. But if you've got a trade, you know, I think having a trade is always worth, uh, worth a lot of money. You know, if, you're, if you train in, say, plumbing or electrician, be, you know, become an electrician or carpenter or some kind of skill, car mechanic or whatever, I think there is a lot to be said and you can earn a lot of money because too many people these days are unwilling to do that kind of work. They don't want to go through the training. They don't want to get their hands dirty. They don't want to do anything physical. So I think, you know... There is a lot to be said for a good old-fashioned trade. And you put the work in when you're young and you hone your skills. And when you're older, you know, it doesn't even have to be old. But after a few years, you may see an opportunity to go it solo and be your own boss and earn money by, from your skill. So, you know, whatever you do, Focus on something that that make that allows you to be independent, uh, that allows you to earn your own money, that allows you to not be dependent on other people, and yeah, if necessary, focus on that. But uh, it's essential, and I can't stress this enough that you don't make decisions based on a woman. And I've said this before, and I'm going to keep saying it. Whatever you do, do not make any decision based on a woman. Yeah, if you're just a normal guy, then um, yeah, you are going to want to get involved with women. But it's essential that she complements your life and you stick to your goals, stick to what you're doing and don't compromise to please her don't compromise to help her because if you do one day there's a very if you help her become better she will leave you and she won't respect you so you want her complimenting your life you want her supporting you so that goes somewhat to that ties in with what I've been saying about the women I've been dating and I mentioned this before I've noticed that women from certain cultures are much more orientated towards men and whatever they've been exposed to if they haven't been born in or they haven't spent much time in a gynocentric Western culture, 
they are much more likely to be focused on keeping men happy and serving men. So if you are not particularly concerned about ethnic differences and cultural differences, and obviously there are things like there could be cultural aspects such as religious things, because I'm going to talk to you about uh, a, a Muslim Indonesian woman that I dated um, last year. And, uh, you know, you, you may get involved with women who are from such different cultures uh, that at times there could be issues. But I would say probably one of the biggest barriers is more likely to be a language issue than anything else. So as long as you can speak a common language and at least one of you is fluent in that common language, then I think it shouldn't be too much of an issue as to where that woman comes from. But as as soon as they get poisoned by the the gynocentric Western culture that has destroyed our civilization, so to speak. And so, you know, they do say, a lot of people say, don't take them out their own culture. And it may not necessarily be that because I've met a lot of women from other countries and cultures in Japan, you know, from outside of Japan. And actually... They're not all that bad. I mean, I've dated... I'm going to tell you more about these dates and these women I've been involved with. But, like, I met a Russian woman, very beautiful Russian woman I, I dated. And, um, you know, white white girl, very um, attractive girl. Uh, spoke very good English. And um, I don't know what she would be like in a long-term relationship, but... She certainly um, didn't have any red flags, you know. And I dated uh, an Australian girl. Now, Australia is famous for having these these absolutely nutty, insane feminists with, you know, totally hateful towards men and have poisoned Australian society and, and... you know, lobbied for misandrous laws and things, but they're not all like that. I have, I know, I have dated really uh, attractive um, women from Australia who don't have a, a chip on their shoulder about men, you know, so you could be lucky. And of course, I'm from Britain and I dated, when I lived in Britain, I dated loads of British women who... Um, really, I never had any serious issues with, you know, I just, uh, the, any issues that came up that, that didn't, you know, that, that the relationship didn't last were not actually because of, um, political, a political mindset or, you know, a feminist mindset. Anyway, I'm just rambling at the moment because I really wanted to get some content up and I just wanted to remind you I'm still here. And 
I want to uh, remind you what's coming up and I'm, I'm definitely going to do more podcasts and I'm definitely going to tell you about these other women I've dated. So yeah, um, it seems that uh, Southeast Asian women are certainly... I was discussing that actually with um, a friend of mine in Pakistan, a Pakistani guy I'm, fr- I'm friends with and um, he uh, he said to me, he thinks that uh, Russian women and Turkish women are so uh, are really beautiful in his experience, and um, it just got me thinking about just purely based on beauty, what kind of uh, women uh, I've found the most attractive. Personally, I think that the most beautiful women. On average, the most beautiful women I've met are Chinese women. And um, they also are pretty, um, you know, orientated towards men because China is a patriarchy. If you look at the Chinese government, the people in charge of China, they're all uh, men. There's no women in the top uh, elite ruling class of China. And... um, you know, when whenever you meet a Chinese woman, I'm, I'm not talking about from Hong Kong or Taiwan. I'm talking about from main, the main People's Republic of China. And if you and I've dated loads of women from China, and um, I have to say that uh, I've been impressed with them. Uh, I, I think they're really good, and you get sort of a nice balance of. Uh, good looks, um, you know, a decent body and a good attitude towards men. Um, There's no surliness and um, what else can I say? They're willing to please, you know, they they generally can cook and stuff like that. I mean, I wouldn't say that they're all perfect, but I'm just saying on balance, if you... If you had like a a points based system, you know, where you just like like for example, I don't know, the immigration department, for example, you know, if you had a points based system and you, you just looked at purely which women tick certain boxes, as in check certain boxes, tick certain boxes, as we, we say tick in British English, you may you may say check where you come from. Then if you had it like a tick sheet, that's a check sheet, I think Chinese women on balance would probably be very high up the list. Uh, that's been my experience. But I will say that is not something once you once they're born into or they grow up in a Western gynocentric culture, that then you wouldn't necessarily find that, you know. Um, but, uh, anyway, I'm in Japan and, um, I will just finish this podcast now by saying never get involved with a Japanese woman. And if you want to know why, listen back to the previous podcasts. This has been the X and Y podcast. Take care.